0: not only being saved but it's it's following after him it's following him and baptism is following in, in church and uh the book of first john if you have your bibles chapter number four tells us what one of the first big steps in that is uh, we've been studying the last couple of wednesday nights on uh on on soul winning uh how to be able to lead someone else to christ how do we go about doing it uh, how do we go about even out in the community uh talking to people and, and I understand that it's an awkward thing and oftentimes it's not an easy thing, but Brother Terry mentioned in his prayer that that it's good to be bold. And God can give us boldness if we'll uh if we'll take him up on it. A lot of times we're we're given things and, and we choose not to use them. You ever been so stubborn using old half broke shovel that, that you wanted to finish digging that hole that half broke shovel before you walked back and got another Although it would have been easier to use the other one, you just stubborn and want to use a half-broke shovel. Maybe it's just me. Very possibly just me. But a lot of times, even the things that we are given, we, we choose not to use because we have a better way. Because we have an easier way, and, and God said that, that His Son is the way. Jesus said, I am the way. 1 John chapter number 4. Uh, tonight we're going to go a little bit deeper into soul winning and... Uh, I have a, a couple of short points to make and, and then want to have a prayer service at the end of service this afternoon. First John chapter number 4, verse number 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Whenever we think about the commission that Jesus gave to the church to, to go and to take his gospel into the world, what, what is the motivation behind that? Whenever we start thinking of why the church is commissioned to go, why the church is here, it's because of love. Whenever we think of why God wants us to spread his word, to to tell others about his son, it's because of love. It's because God wants to be able to spread his love to them. God wants to be able to give his love to them. God wants them to be able to feel the the love that a father should have for his children, the the love that we as safe people understand and and trust in. And so the commission is, is based solely in love. The church's mission is is rooted and grounded in God, and God is love. And so whenever, we, whenever we're whenever trying to talk to people, whenever we're trying to win people, whenever we're trying to testify to people, love is a very, very crucial element to that. Uh, the first point I want to make tonight is, uh, and it's going along in the book, if, if you're interested in uh, in the book, it's called Let's Go Soul Winning by Dr. Jack Howes. Uh, it's a good book. There are some things in the book that, that we can't agree with, but... Uh, for the most part, the man had a great ministry and, uh, and had a great uh, resource as far as how to be able to go with boldness and, and how to lead others to Christ. And uh, the majority of the time he used the, uh, the book of Romans. But the first step I wanted to, to go into tonight is, is to be nice, to show love. Remember the purpose for the entire commission, the purpose for uh, the commission of the church, the purpose that we are to go out into this world is to exemplify the love of Jesus that lives within us. Whenever we are saved, we then experience the love that that God had for man. Because without God's love for man, we couldn't be saved. And whenever we're saved, we experience that love. And and it's something that you just want to share. And and immediately after getting saved, I know I called everybody that I knew. Uh, And I I had to pull out the old address book that everybody, everybody's phone number in the back of it. And I called everybody that I knew on the landline and told them that I got saved. I just wanted to tell everybody. But after a little while, and, and it don't take very long, and it's sad to say, We're not quite as excited to tell people about it as we should be. Um, This morning in in Bible Club meeting, there were several kids decided to give their testimonies. And it was an awesome thing. It really was. The kids had great testimonies. They were all junior high kids. They had all been saved either over the summer or the beginning of this school year. The ones that had been saved for several years and and had come four or five years ago and then told me that they had gotten saved down at church then. They didn't want to give their testimony. Their fire had kind of dwindled out. Now, I'm not saying that that they had, are separated from God, that, that they are wandering away from God. I'm not saying that at all. I don't know them that well. But they didn't want to get up in class and give their testimony. But whenever they were saved four years ago, they told everybody about it. They, they wanted to. They were bragging about it. And a lot of times, that's the difference. That's the difference in, in the zeal that we have. For God's work. Immediately following salvation. That, that fire is burning hot. It's something new. It's something exciting. We are in a place that we have never been before. And, and we are filled with God's spirit for the first time in our life. And, and everything is is awesome. It's, it's, it's the best word I have for it. Everything is awesome. Man. And we want to share it. We want to give it to other people. We want to be able to tell others. To, that so that they can feel the way that we feel. But all too many times, two or three years later, we miss that part. So the first part, of, uh, the first step tonight of, of going soul winning. It's to go in love. Remember the purpose wherein we're going. We're going because we love each other. Because we want to we want to love them. We want to see them saved because God commanded us to love. He said in verse number 8 He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love. And so if we cannot go in love we are we're hurting ourselves. I'm not saying we're defeating the purpose. I'm not saying someone else cannot get saved. But we are missing a blessing if we cannot have love in our heart. For each and every individual that we're going to try to witness to. For everybody that we meet this week, it should be a burden of our heart to at least try to, to show them through our life, Jesus. But a lot of times we miss that. The purpose of the church is to spread the gospel, the good news, God's love. They're one and the same. The gospel is a, a, a book of God's love. The gospel is a testimony of of God's love. Our life is a testimony of God's love. And the purpose of the commission. Is for us to go. And to share that. But have you ever met these type of people. That's a little bit over the top. I'm not saying that it's even possible. To be over the top for God. But whenever you first meet somebody. And I call these individual, individuals. Bubbly individuals. You ever met a bubbly individual. Everything about them just makes you grin and smile. They're They're just. It seems like their personality is bubbling over. Whenever we go with love, that should be bubbling over inside of us. The psalmist says, my cup runneth over. God said that he'll fill our cup to the brim and and keep on going with blessings. And he has to each and every one of us. And so whenever we go, we, we must go in love. We're not going to rebuke. We're not going to tell somebody that they ought not be an alcoholic. We're going to tell them God loves them. We're not telling them that they ought not have a different woman at the house every night of the week. We're going to tell them that we love them. We're not going to tell them that they missed church this past Sunday and I saw you on the golf course. We're going to tell them that we love them. We're not going to to rebuke them in any way. Because the quickest way to get me to not heed what you're telling me is to start off fussing at me. Whenever somebody fusses at me and rebukes me, a lot of times it it takes me a minute, especially if it's a stranger. Especially if it's a stranger. If my first impression of you is you jumping on me for some reason or another, you can hang it up. It's not going to happen. The rest of the conversation, you can try your hardest to be a blessing to me. But if our first interaction with each other is you jumping on me for something, chances are you're never going to be able to have a significant impact on my life until we get past that so whenever we go, we go with love. We, we go not to rebuke, but we go to be, for lack of a better term, complimentary. The easiest way to, to get someone to invite you in or to even listen to what you have to say is to brag on them. Everybody loves to be praised, right? I love it when people tell me I look sharp, even if I don't. I love it. I like it whenever people tell me that that the work I did is good work, it looks nice, even if it ain't. In teaching, whenever we give criticism in college, we weren't allowed to criticize kids. And at first I said, well, that's one part of the the problem with humanity is we're not allowed to criticize kids, that's wrong. We were required to give a a three-to-one ratio. So if we have one criticism for this individual kid or, or for this paper that we're grading or whatever it may be, we're more than welcome to give out criticism. But for every criticism we give, we have to pay them three compliments. We have to brag on them in three different directions. And it can be the most minor and minute things. But studies have shown that if you compliment somebody in a conversation, in a meeting, in an interaction, even on a paper, if you compliment them three times, they'll take that criticism well. They they won't shut down. You won't lose them. And so whenever we begin to go and to show love, Complimenting somebody ain't, ain't, ain't a bad way to start. It's really not. Tell them they look nice. Tell them their yard looks stupendous. Even if it's mediocre at best. Tell them that they're, they're, they have a nice house. They have a real nice place back here. It's wonderful to meet you. Pay them a compliment. And I'm not saying we're trying to trick anybody. But to, to be a friend, you must first show yourself friendly. To be loved, to be invited in, to be received we must first show love we must first show that we're a nice person the third thing that we want to hit tonight is is one of the most difficult and it goes right along with the fourth to love someone sometimes you got to listen to them right Uh, my wife got on to me on the even getting ready for church today i She said, well, you don't listen to me half the time anyway. I'm sure none of you other men have ever heard that, ever. I get it often. We are very, very guilty of not always listening, not always paying attention, sometimes nodding off, being thinking about a million other things in another different direction. But whenever we're trying to witness to someone, whenever we're trying to be a blessing to someone, whenever we're trying to reach someone, they may have something in their life that we know nothing about, and they just need somebody to talk to. Be that person. They may have something in their life that, that, that's troubling them. That they need to bounce off of somebody. And most of the time you don't have to say a word. Just sit there and listen. And it will mean the world to people. I've been there myself. Be a good listener. But don't get distracted and off topic. If you go to someone's house, if you introduce yourself to someone, if you walk up to someone with the intention of telling them about Jesus, don't get distracted and talk about golf and fishing and baseball and football and how good LSU is and how bad McNeese lost and and the best school in the state is Louisiana Tech. and, And don't get off on all of that. And forget to tell them about Jesus. It's wonderful to talk about football. People can find common ground in football. But don't forget to tell them about Jesus. Fishing's a wonderful thing, especially if you have pictures on your phone of all the fish you caught. But don't forget to tell them about Jesus. Listen to their problems encourage them talk with them but don't forget to tell them about jesus it's very 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 easy to get distracted to get off topic and to leave you ever walked into a room and not remember what you came in there for we can't walk into a conversation forget what we came in there for we can't walk up to a door and forget what we walked up there for it's very very easy much easier than you would think but it's there and the last two go hand in hand as well. The first is to use your own testimony. I told you this morning, Bible school, so Bible study, in school. Some of the kids uh, gave their own testimony. It's a beautiful thing. But a lot of times, people won't hear it from a preacher, but they'll hear it from a friend. They won't have it from a preacher, but they'll have it from a coach. They won't have it from a preacher, but they'll have it from a teacher. They won't have it from a daddy But they'll get it from a stranger They won't listen to grandpa But they'll get it from a friend Who showed them that they cared Share your testimony with them Everybody's testimony is a little bit different I I, I don't To the best of my knowledge In my lifetime nobody else has been saved sitting Sitting in the same pew In the same spot that I had While the same man was preaching To the best of my knowledge Nobody has the exact same testimony as me We're all a little bit different. God deals with everyone a little bit different. In every aspect of our life, whenever God has to shake us and wake us up, He deals with everybody a little bit different. Share your testimony with someone. They may be struggling with the same things you struggle with. They they may be having the same problems, the same questions, the same hang-ups, the same things that, that are keeping them from getting saved that you struggle with. And there's no way to know until you share your testimony. Share your troubles. Share how you got there. And the last is ask the hard question. A lot of times it it takes a minute for people to answer you. Whenever you ask them, if if you died right now, where would you go? And it it seems like a a very churchy question. But if you're trying to witness to someone and you can ask them if they're a Christian, and majority of people will say, yes, absolutely, I'm a Christian but they've never had an experience with Christ. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a Christian. I go to Sunday school, but they've never surrendered their life to God. The world has a very, very different different definition of being a Christian. And so instead of asking, are you a Christian? Do you go to church? A lot of times these answers, to these questions won't get you where you want to go, where you want to talk to them about their soul. The song says, where would you be if Jesus came back five minutes ago? Where would you be if Jesus came back right now? It's a hard question. It's not supposed to be easy. But a lot of times those questions will get you where you need to be. Those questions will get you the answers that you're looking for. Where would you be if you died today? Where would you go? If they answer, I don't know, take them to the book of Romans. If they answer, well, I think, take them to the book of Romans. If they answer, well, 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 I'm not sure, take them to the book of Romans. If they say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied that I'm going to heaven, take them to the book of Romans anyway. The Bible says that we have a knowing salvation. If they answer, hell, then you're there. You're at the door. Take them to Jesus. Our salvation is a knowing salvation. Sometimes the hard questions will get us exactly where we need to be. Sometimes the hard questions will break their heart just enough that we can plant a seed and God will bless it to grow. We're not guaranteed results. We're not promised that someone that we talk to will be saved. God didn't ask us to get results. God didn't ask us to make anything grow. God told us to go. Jesus said, be a witness to me. He said, take my word. Take my testimony. Take my gospel. God said take my love. Show it to all men. Be love. Be an example. And live your testimony in front of others. This week, once again, I'd like to challenge you, and I hope that I could do the same thing myself. I pray that I do. That we could be bold enough to ask someone the questions. And we'll be bold enough to, to talk to someone about their soul. That we would have what it takes to be able to be an example of Jesus Christ to them. Because some people that we come in contact with will never darken the door of a church. They'll never make it to a church. They may never crack a Bible. They may not hear it from a preacher. They may not hear it from their mama, their daddy, their grandma, or grandpa that loves them. But they may hear it from us. They may hear it from you. They may take it. They may understand it. But ask the hard questions. Right now at at church.